Welcome to I Feel That Way Too. This is your host, Asya. This podcast is mainly for women 40 and above to share and offer support through life's transitions. and welcome back. This is episode five, Identity Crisis After Divorce. Now, I am a divorced woman. I've been divorced for about 11 years. And I remember the way I dealt with it was to focus on my the well-being of my children and making sure I was able to provide for them. So what I did is, uh, aside from being there for my children, is I went back to school and got my master's degree and focused on cleaning up my credit and buying a beautiful home. So by going to, uh, by getting my master's degree and taking care of my um, finances, it distracted me from dealing with myself. So after I accomplished Uh, cleaning up my credit and buying a home, I remember sitting in my beautiful bedroom on the floor beside my bed, just royally confused. And I didn't know why I had, I didn't know what to do next. There was nothing else to distract me and I didn't know which way to go. And at that time I did not recognize it as an identity crisis. So today I want to talk about the symptoms of an identity crisis after divorce, Uh, talk about the concept of identity attachment, and of course, some things you can do to get through it. Now, here are some symptoms of an identity crisis. Number one, you're of course questioning who you are in regards to relationships, age, or career. Number two, you're experiencing great conflict, personal conflict rather, due to these questions of who you are or your role in society. Number three, you're questioning things such as your values, spirituality, beliefs, interests, or career paths that have a major impact on how you see yourself. And number four, you're searching for more meaning, reason, or passion in your life. Now remember though, It's completely normal to ask questions about who you are, especially when changes are occurring in your life. But however, if it begins to affect your daily thinking or functioning, you may be having an identity crisis. Now let's talk about identity attachment. You heard of wearing many hats, such as when you're with your kids, you have your mom hat on. When when you are with your spouse, you have your partner hat on. When you're with your friends, you have your friend friend hat on. And let's say your profession is a teacher. Well, then you have your teacher hat on when you're at work. So we go through life playing many different roles. And what happens is we make the mistake of, of identifying them as our meaning and purpose in life. So in a marriage or in a committed relationship, we, we become attached to the role of being a wife or a partner. So in essence, we hand over our most important possession, which is the meaning and purpose in our life, to that relationship. And so when the marriage or relationship ends, we become confused and lost in trying to find ourselves again. 
So what needs to be understood here is that your purpose and meaning in life never should have belonged to that relationship in the first place. It only belongs to you, meaning you without any of those roles. You have to remember that life is constantly changing from the most wonderful moments to the most devastating and your roles are constantly changing. So remember not to attach yourself to those roles. Now, one of the most powerful things you can do to get through an identity crisis is to learn who you are. Ask yourself, who am I when I'm not being a mom, partner, friend, or whatever profession you're in? Now, please note, you're not born knowing yourself. You do not get to know yourself by simply growing older. Knowing yourself is a conscious effort. It takes work. Now, there's lots of information out there in how to get through an identity crisis, but here's a little starter kit. Number one, get to know your core values. Your core values are the moral codes and the principles that drive your life. Now, it varies from person to person and how many they have, but your top five play a big role in your decision-making, influencing, persuading, conflict resolution, communication, communication, and living your day-to-day -day life. Number two, take risks. Now, I'm not talking about jumping out of an airplane or anything like that. I'm talking about just engaging yourself in different activities that you've never tried before. By exploring these alternative routes, you can discover what people, places, hobbies, careers, and, and objects that you like. Number three, keep learning. Educate yourself with classes, videos, podcasts. Keep your mind active and engaged so that you can understand yourself better know what you like, what you don't like, what you find challenging, and what you want to explore further. And finally, number four, find the support. You know, I know it's hard to do things on your own. So if it gets too much, find that support system, whether it's through a life coach, a counselor, um, a, a good friend, uh, your family, or a support group. Support groups are so wonderful because you can talk to people who feel the same way that you do and you won't feel so alone. And on top of that, you're gonna gain even more and more information and in how to help yourself. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please email me at Houston, H-O-U-S-T-O-N, Asia, ASSIA at gmail.com. Thank you for listening once again and talk to you next time.